Blog Talk Radio. Daily. 
This story is all about looking at your blessings. Looking at your blessings. This particular story in the Bible takes place in the wilderness of sin, a place between Elam and Sinai. And God gave them manna from heaven. Manna was the supernatural food God gave to the Israelites. Manna is also known in the Bible as the bread of heaven, the corn of heaven, angels' food, and spiritual meat. Not long after the Israelites had escaped Egypt and crossed the Red Sea, they ran out of food. They had brought with them, and they began to grumble, recalling the tasty meals that they had engaged when they were slaves. I can imagine their complaints. Saying, remember the fish we used to eat in Egypt. Remember the cucumbers, the melons, the onions, and tasty garlic we had. If only we had meat to eat right now. But isn't that just like human nature? Or better yet, taking your blessings for granted. See, the Israelites were slaves and enslaved by the Egyptians, being beaten, being whipped, used as work animals, as pack animals, with no regard for their well-being. Every day you make brick. Every day you carry brick. Every day, you build brick. You can't even imagine what the women had to endure. They cried so much that God heard their cry. God sent Moses as a messenger telling Pharaoh about the great I am. Now you're complaining because you're hungry. And the first thing you do is talk about, at least, when I was a slave, I ate. But isn't that just like God's people? Instead of looking at your blessings, they're too busy looking back. You see, Satan wants you to look at your past. That way you can't look forward at what God has in store for you. You will hear them say, this new job is okay, but they want me to work extra hours. They want me to work overtime. At least my old job, I didn't have to worry about that. And this may be true. But if the truth be told, your old job's manual labor was so taxing on your body, you were at the doctor's office for a bad back, bad feet, bad knees, your nerves were shot, they weren't paying you enough, and you were sitting in the dark because your electricity was cut off. You got down on bended knees, and you asked the Lord for a better job, and he gave it to you. Look at your blessings. I know we broke up, and they have moved on, but I really miss them. 
I wish they were still in my life. I wish things could have worked out. Maybe if I would have done this or maybe if I would have did things different, we would still be together. That, again, may be true. While you're talking about it, remember when you used to sit back all night waiting for them to get home. When you called, they wouldn't answer the phone. When they were running so, you decided to go out and run too. You started losing everything around you, including yourself. You got down on bended knees asking the Lord to help you as you wiped the tears from your eyes. The Lord gave you a fresh start, a new adventure, but you're too busy holding on to old luggage and you can't move forward. Turn it loose and look at your blessings. The devil will have you looking at your past instead of looking at what God has in store for you in your future. See, oftentimes God opens doors for us, and we're too afraid to walk through them. Looking at your yesterdays, look at your blessings. In the text, the Israelites were doing the same thing. The people went to Moses and Aaron with their voices complaining. They said, did you bring us out of Egypt into this wilderness to die? To die of hunger? Then God spoke to Moses saying, I'm going to rain down bread from heaven for my people. Each morning, they must go out and and gather enough to last only for one day and no more. So Moses and Aaron, they went to the Israelites and and said, in the morning you will see the glory of the Lord because he heard your complaint. Your complaining is not against us, though. Your complaining is against the Lord. So the next morning, the next morning, When the wet dew on the grass lifted, the Israelites saw a flaky substance that looked like frost. The people asked Moses, what is it? And Moses told them, it is the manna. This is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. The Lord commands you to go out each morning and gather only what you need for the day, and no more. But as usual, some of the Israelites, they didn't listen. They worried that the manna would not be there the next day. You see, they didn't have faith in the Lord. If they would have had faith, they would have listened. So they took more than they needed. Some people were lazy and didn't even gather enough for the day. So God, God punished the people for their lack and the leftover manna went bad the next day. Now comes Friday. Now on Friday, Moses told the people, 
to gather enough manna for two days. Because God would not send manna on the Sabbath. And again, some people didn't listen to Moses. They were saying, see, the other night the manna spoiled, so they thought the manna would spoil again. But it didn't. And on the Sabbath day, no new manna appeared on the ground. So by the end of the first week, everyone knew that they had to follow God's direction. See, as long as they gathered gathered enough manna for the whole day, they'll have enough to eat. And every Friday, they had to gather enough for two days. And when the Israelites followed God's direction, they had fresh food every day. And as they continued to wander through the wilderness, the Israelites survived on the bread sent from heaven. And see, the moral of the story is, do not be a lazy, greedy, or faithless soul. Because the Lord who has proclaimed his promise over you will always keep them, no matter the circumstances. And you see, at that particular time, God sent manna to the people because he heard their cry. He taught them to have faith. God said, I will be with you always. Look at your blessings. He said, where two or three are gathered in my name, I will be in the midst. Look at your blessings. Still giving us manna to this day. To this very day, God still provides us with manna. All we have to do is have faith and look at your blessing. See, back then, they had to gather the bread from heaven every day. See, now, all we have to do is get down on bended knees. You see, if you look at the book of John in the Sixth chapter, the 35th verse, it says, And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. See, all we have to do is trust in him and have faith. He died for me and you. He's our manna. See, he came here with a purpose. He came here for a cause. When they got us here with the cross on his back, after being whipped until flesh fell from his bones, and when he said, but if I, if I be lifted up, I'll draw 
old men unto me. And see, by him sacrificing for each and every one of us so we can have a right to the tree of life, we have to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's your blessings. Thank God for the good times and thank him for the tears that I've shed. Thank him for our falls because they put us on bended knees. Thank him for rising on the third day. Thank him for our strength because of his lashes that he took for each and one of us. Thank him for the bruises and thank him for the burdens. Thank him for your heart rich because he said, if I be lifted up, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men, not some men, all men, unto me. See, we have a power that we can get on bending knees to, the name of Jesus, that every tongue shall confess and every knee shall bow on this earth and beneath. Every name. Every name, there's no name about the name of Jesus. And we, all we have to say is, thank you, Jehovah, our Savior, our Redeemer, the Rose of Sharon, the Lily of the Valley, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Look at your blessings. The Bible says all things work together for those who love the Lord. The word says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. I know times get hard, but the word says, cast all your cares on him, for he cares for you. Oftentimes we have desires. Call on Jesus. The word says, delight yourself in him, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. People may get on your nerves sometimes, do things to you sometimes. Call on Jesus. The word says, fret not thyself with evildoers. They might not have someone to call on, but we have a God that sits high and looks low. The word says, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. How excellent is thy name in all the earth. Look at your blessings. I know times may get hard here and there. I know we may slip and fall from time to time. Don't feed into the devil. The devil wants you to look at your past so you can't see what God has coming for you in your future. Look at your blessings and call on the Father. He can do all things but fail. The word says, trust, trust. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not into your own understanding. 
in all your ways. Acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Trust in Jesus at your blessings. Look at your blessings. Oh, gracious and everlasting Father God, thank you this morning, Lord. Thank you for this morning's rising with our hearts on thee. Father God, be with us this day, Lord, so we can look at the blessings that you rain down on us with your grace and your mercy, Lord. We need you, Lord, and we need you right now. If there's someone that's listening and hears the sound of my voice and you do not know your way to Jesus, get on bended knees and just call on him. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son. So you and I can have a right to the tree of life. Just trust him. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Nor forsake you. Look at your blessing. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And amen again. Bless your heart. Thank you for mercy. Amen. Amen. much for listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. We just heard from our speaker today, Reverend Ray Lucas. Again, that was Reverend Ray Lucas. Sit back, relax. Let's remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. God bless you again as we continue to worship the Lord in word, in praise, and in prayer. Amen. Come here.
here this Monday night to talk with you. Apostle Alexander Lockham to Burning Bush Church in Irwin, North Carolina. We come to talk to you this evening about something that, that is important to all of us Christians. I want you to give a tender ear into the word this afternoon. It will really help you. you know, what's so good about this word is it, it has nothing to do with who you are or what position you hold or what status you are, what's your education. But it's something that helps everyone from the top to the bottom because it's the word of God. It has no respect of a person, poor, rich, no matter what the color or nationality. This word God that we're talking about tonight will we'll find you right where you are. And I don't know what it is, but God will help me to talk this evening about something that some may, may say they have. Some may, may feel like they're full of it. But when I walk around and I look at Christian folks uh, day by day uh, in the grocery store, in the shopping center, on my job, or uh, in the workplace, or just really just passing them on the street, they look like they're so sad. That they look like that 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 God ain't, ain't, ain't going to do it. They look like God's not going to fix it. In other words, they look like they done lost their joy. So I want to talk this evening about God and your joy. God and your joy. Think about that. Well, think about that word alone. That's a message in itself. Guarding your joy. You would not take a, 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 a glass of Kool-Aid outside and, and, and sit it and sit it out, out there without covering it, without putting a lid on it so no bugs or trash could fall into that glass of Kool-Aid that you were drinking. You would guard that Kool-Aid. You would put some napkin over it or you put a lid on it. That's what guard means. It means to protect. It means to keep something out. You have to guard your joy. You just don't lay your joy down any kind of way. You you don't let you just don't hang around any kind of people when you got joy. Because there's some people that don't want you to have no joy. There are people who who you think want you happy is they don't want you happy. Do you hear me? There are people who you hanging around with in your circle, and who it is you think they want you happy when they don't. They're your enemy, and they they they're mad at you because you're happy. Call God blessing you with a home or a blessing you with a business or blessing your business or blessing your children or blessing your marriage. And here you is telling them all your business, thinking that they love you. No, they don't love you. Not all of them. Some of them do. But, they, 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 but their, their focus is to steal your joy. When people call you telling you a story about your husband and story about your wife, they're not telling you that for you to get joy. They tell you that so you lose your joy. So you lose your joy and get out of that marriage. You lose your joy and throw that husband out of the house when he come home. You lose that joy and throw that wife out of the house when you come home. That's what they want you to do. But you got to learn how to quit letting people steal your joy. Do you know how hard it is to get joy? So this joy I'm talking about, I ain't talking about worldly joy. I ain't talking about the joy because you got a new car, the joy because you got a new dress or or or, or wig or a herpes or, or got your fingernail, got a pedicure or a manicure. That's not the joy I'm talking about. The songwriter said in the Word of God said, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away. This joy the world can't take. Oh, yes, they can try to, you know, mess with it and try to dim it down and, and wore it down and try to, you know, make it sad, but this joy will light back up again. Um, this joy will have you happy when you should be sad. People are like, what she's so happy about all that she's been going through? I heard this about her. I heard that about her, and she's still smiling. She still got joy. Let me tell you what joy is. A joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. Joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness that come from God. It is so spiritual. Amen. It is so spiritual. 
until the world can't touch it. It's a pleasure that goes beyond your understanding. It's supernatural. It is a lasting, listen, it is a lasting emotion that comes from the choice to trust that God will fulfill his promise. Mm-hmm. Biblically, this joy is more than happy, it's a happy feeling. It's a lasting emotion that comes from the choice to trust that God will fulfill his promise. That's where the joy comes from. Even when it don't look like it's going to happen, even when it don't look like you're going to get your healing, even when it don't look like you're going to get your deliverance, even when it don't look like your husband's going to straighten out, when it don't look like your wife's going to straighten out, when it don't look like that children's going to straighten out. You know, I was talking to a lady, and she had lost her joy because her daughter left home some 20 years ago. And the daughter's going to call, the daughter's going to write, she won't come for Christmas or come for birthday. She'd only come home when one death was in the family. And this mother was so hurt, so wounded. And she asked me that I would pray. But it's been 20 years. You might say, why would you pray? It's been 20 years. Well, I prayed anyway because she asked me to pray. Do you not know the next day that daughter that had not called for 20 years, come to no funeral, come to nothing, called her mama with tears in her eyes and said she was sorry that she had acted the way she acted? Do you not know you could? But that mama kept that joy. That, that every time I saw that mama, she was believing that her daughter was going to call. She was believing that God was going to say, she said, I'm waiting on the Lord. Honey, this joy will make you wait. Oh, I feel the anointing coming down here now. Uh, this joy will make you wait. This joy will give you strength to wait. This joy will help you wait. And that's why we need it. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit, and we take it so lightly. We mess around and treat it so, we treat it so, so, as though it's nothing. We, we treat it as though it's not important, and we lay it down for the devil to pick up and steal. Do you not know that the scripture says the devil come to steal, kill in the store? What do you think he come to steal? He ain't come to steal your car. The thief's going to do that. He ain't come to take the stuff out of your house. The thief's going to do that. He don't come to Satan. does not come to steal natural things. That's what the world's going to do. The thief's going to break in the steal. That's what the scripture says. Put your treasure in heaven where the thief cannot steal, where the rust cannot destroy, where the moth cannot eat, where the canker worm cannot get. These are earthly things. This ain't what Satan coming to steal. He coming to steal spiritual things. He coming to steal your love, steal your joy, steal your peace. And I can go on and on. He coming to steal the fruits of the Spirit out of you so you won't be fulfilling, so you won't be successful, so you won't be an overcomer, so you won't be victorious. So you got to go. The Bible said to guard your heart. Because, see, where is your joy at? Your joy is in your heart. God said guard your heart. Well, out of your heart proceeded is your life. Just like you guard that glass of Kool-Aid and put a napkin over so the gnats and the flies and the trash can't hit it, you got to take the word of God and cover your heart so you can quit letting people steal your joy. Can I say this before I go on? Satan will use the same old trick to steal your joy. Now, if you be a witness to me, you know I'm telling the truth. He ain't got to do nothing new. See, Satan ain't going to use nothing new with some older word. If he can keep on causing you to lose your joy when a phone comes, you know that when you answer that phone, ain't nothing on the end of that phone but the devil. And you know what they said to tell you, you're going to steal your joy. And you got the nerve, the audacity to sit there and listen to that, knowing that it stole your joy last time. What you need to do when that person uh, uh, call you again to try to tell you bad news and gossip on your husband, or on your wife, or on your children, or tell you, tell you something about one of the members of the church, you need to tell them, I don't want to hear it. Now, when they act like they want you to hear it anyway, you need to hang up. Uh, God will forgive you. You need to hang up the phone and tell them bye. 
and using the, the phone, using the Internet. And then some of you go on the Internet and, and, and you go on Facebook and you see there somewhere, it looks like somebody talking about you. Now you done lost your joy because somebody talked about you. I made up my mind that what folks say about me ain't going to steal my joy. Now, look, I didn't get here overnight. I've been there with just like some of you where I allow the enemy to steal my joy. I allow what people said about me. I allow about what they say, how I preach. Uh, or how long I preached, or, or they didn't like the way I preached, or, or they did, or that, or this, or that. And I allow all those things to steal my joy because they didn't treat me like they didn't treat the other one, or it looked like they overlooked me. It looked like when I preached, they act like I ain't said nothing. But when other people preach, uh, oh, they just rejoice and roll all on the floor. And all that old, that old childish stuff, it bothers me, and it stole my joy. But I woke up one day, and I'm still woke today. And I come to wake somebody. Ah, shot, Bob, I come to wake somebody up this evening. I come to wake up your joy. You don't lost your joy long enough. You don't hang around the wrong person. See, so when you guard your joy, you have to watch who you hang around with. If them people that you hang around with is sad and downtrodden and all bitter and always talking about somebody, get out that crowd. Leave that crowd alone. That ain't nothing but canker. That ain't nothing but, 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 but mold. That ain't nothing but cancer. Huh? It ain't gonna do nothing but eat away at your joy. And after a while, huh? I remember years ago, and my pastor, you know, and what was so good about it, she preached that Sunday and didn't know that I did that that, that weekend. We was in a crowd of people. And boy, we were talking about that person. And I just, oh, I put my part in there too. I was talking about it just like they were talking about it. I was talking about it just like it just gave me joy to talk about it. And I was just gossiping just like they were. But after the gossip was over with, and a few minutes went by, an hour went by, it was like something left out of me. It's like it, 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 it's like it, it stripped me or something. I didn't even realize what it was. But when I got to church this Sunday, my pastor preached up on joy. And she said how gossip will steal you of your joy, how the gossip will rip you. It will take away your anointing. It will take away your joy. And I'm sitting there like, oh, my God. That's why I feel the way I feel. I just sit here. You can't talk about somebody and keep your joy. You can't gossip on somebody and keep it. You might think you're going to keep it, but it ain't going to stay there. The Bible says that you do with the other, let it be done unto you. How are you going to tear somebody down and thank God and let you keep joy? Make somebody sad and gossip on them and hang their name on a signboard. And then you thank God and let you keep your joy. No, it don't work that way. What you measure unto others, it shall be measured unto you. As you judge others, it shall be judged you. When you say, I ain't no good, you ain't no good. When you say, I ain't going to make it, you ain't going to make it. When you talk about my child, talk about my child ain't here, my child ain't there, then your child ain't here, then your child ain't there. And see, I ain't got to fight with it. The scripture's going to fight with itself. What you do to me, the scripture said it's going to be done. I didn't say it. God said it. So be careful hanging around people that is causing you to lose your joy. And remember, I said, Satan keep on using the same old thing over and over again. See, God wanted somebody to hear this this evening because you wonder what's wrong. You you wonder why your 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 your, your joy is gone, and then he'll make you feel like it's something that you're doing, and that's why your joy is gone. You need to fast more. Then you can fast all you want to. If you don't get around with around them folks that you hang around with, you just fast in vain because it's gonna be like a bag with a hole in it. They're gonna strip your joy right away from you. And quit being a garbage can. A garbage can will steal your joy. You using your years as a garbage can. They bring you all the latest gossip. 
all the ladies. Some of you need to get off of Facebook. Facebook is stealing your joy because there are people on Facebook pointing just at you. Yeah, I, ooh, you're so uh. Look like she's talking about, she is talking about you. And she wants you to know that. And that's why she put it on Facebook. And then you're going to get on Facebook and talk about, I ain't mad at nobody, but I want you to know this. You have already gave yourself away. You is mad, but you just kind of use Facebook in a, in a dignified way to try to get even with that person that, that took your joy. Don't let the devil, listen to me, quit letting the devil take you down where he is. Quit letting these people come and take you down to their level. Honey, you bigger than that. You bigger than fighting on Facebook. You bigger than trying to gossip on them because they gossip on you. You bigger than letting them steal your joy and you don't fought so hard to give. You don't fast and pray and got that joy. And then you're going to let these, these Mickey Okra folks come who, who, who don't love you. They ain't stuck. They, they, they don't care a thing about you and, and, and the walk you have with God. And they're they focusing on trying to steal your joy and you letting them do it. Get out the dugout. See, in the military, when you're in a dugout and the enemy knows your coordinates, he will shoot right over that dugout and, and take your life or hurt you. But see, what you do, you move. And when you move, he don't know where your coordinates. He may shoot in that dugout, but he ain't going to hit you because you done moved out the dugout. I come out and tell somebody, move, you need to move a little bit higher so you can keep your joy. You need to get out of that crowd that you're hanging around with. You need to get away from them people you're hanging around with. So God sent me by the seat to tell you, if you will guard your joy. See, you need your Why do I need to guard my joy, Pastor? Because you need your joy. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. You will have no strength if you don't have no joy. That's why you got to guard your joy, because you need your joy, because your joy is strength. Why else do I need my joy, Pastor? Because with joy. Ah, Shataba, shall you draw out of the way of the salvation? You can't draw. It's like trying to get water out of a bucket out of the well. You ain't got no bucket. You can't draw water out of a well with a spring. You can't draw water out of a well with a with a rope. Hello? You can't draw water out of a well with a limb. You got to have a bucket or some kind of container to draw water out of a well. And, and, and your joy is that bucket. But listen to this. He did not only say, he did not only say, with joy shall you draw out of the well of salvation. He said, with joy shall you draw out of the W-E-L-L-S, wells of salvation. God got many wells. God got wells of healing. God got wells of deliverance. God got wells of breakthrough. God got wells of happiness. God got wells of hope. God got wells of success. Oh, God got wells of overcoming power. Oh, oh my God. Just like when you go in the grocery store. When you go into Walmart, now you know you go to Walmart. Walmart's got so many million things in it, you don't even know what to buy sometimes. They different shelves, different sections, different aisles, different locations, different parts of the store. On one side, it got the food. Other side, it got the clothes. Other side, it got the appliance. In different places in Walmart, it has locations. And then another place, it got the drugstore. All these sections is there. They ain't coming up together. They're all for your convenience. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? All these places are for your convenience. So you, that's why why God got so many different wells. Because what you need today, you may not need tomorrow. And, and God got all these wells, just like Walmart, all the abundance there. Uh, all these abundance uh, that, that you can draw out of. You ain't got no business uh, uh, staying below when all these wells can bring you up. So we're talking about joy. With joy shall we draw. Out of the wells of salvation. God wants you to draw your healing out there. Oh, yeah, draw your 
draw your healing out there. Get your healing out that way. Uh-huh. Get your confidence back out that way. Get confidence in that way. There's so much in the way. So I just wanted to get that out. Praise God. My God, God. And, and, and now we're going to get some scriptures. We're going to get some scriptures. Hey, man, I'm excited about that. Remember, the subject is guard your joy. Why? Because you're going to need it to fight this battle that you're in. You see what I'm saying? You're going to need your joy. You walk this Christian walk. You're going to need this joy as you do ministry. Now, if you're in a leadership position and you ain't got joy, that's a bad place to be in because you need joy when you're dealing with people. You need, and you don't need your joy. God said he'll give you joy unspeakable and full of glory. See, the joy God gives is different than the joy that the world gives. You see, to the world, I give a woman a baby. And that woman is so happy that she had that baby. But 16 years from now, she wish she stayed where he was. Because that same joy she had is gone now. Because that child that she had that gave her joy is raising so much sand and so much devilness now that he done stole her joy. Same is with marriage. You can't wait to marry that man. You can't wait to marry that woman. All that joy. See, that's natural joy. But when he go out there and cut up, and she go out there and cut up and, and, and don't be the wife or the husband that they're supposed to be, then it's going to steal your joy. And you wish you had left him where he was or left her where she was and same way he is with the children. So you see what I'm saying? The natural joy is going to pass. But God gives us joy in the spiritual realm, joy unspeakable and full of glory. Let the wind blow, but you're going to still have joy. Oh, let them lie on you, but you're going to still have joy. Let them hang your name on the sideboard. You're going to still have joy. They hung Jesus on the cross. Oh, my shot, He hung there. Oh, uh, who, who? We would have acted crazy if we were hanging there on the cross. Here he is. He, here he had the power. He had the power to destroy the whole world if he wanted to. Even one of the, even one of the thieves asked him to why don't you come down off the cross. But he didn't. He had the power to come. If they only knew he had the power to come down. He could have called 12 leaves of angels and came down. But with joy, he hung on the cross. Not with sadness. With joy, he hung on the cross. He didn't come down because he looked through the arms of time. And he saw me. And he saw you. And he saw you. If he had came down, we would be lost. There's been no hope for salvation for man. So he didn't look at what people said. Quit looking at what people said, letting them intimidate you, making you uh, uh, lose your joy, making you lose your enthusiasm, making you lose your guy to what they said about you. What people say about you is not you. You made it you. And when you made it you, it stole your joy. When you made it you, it, it made you fail to realize who you were. What if Jesus didn't realize who he was hanging up on the cross? He could have popped his finger and the angel would have destroyed the world and all our souls been lost. But no, he didn't do that. He he said, God, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You hear what I'm saying? You forgive folks. Yeah, yeah, Satan using them. It's the devil that he uses them. But, but ask God to help you. I had to ask God one time. I said, God, you, you better help me. You hear me? I had allowed this thing to get to me so in such a way. I said, God, if you don't help me, I'm going to stop myself getting out of who I'm supposed to be. And that's not going to be glorifying to you. But don't you know God sees that thing? Because I gave it to God. God knows it was bigger than me. Some of you out there got some things bigger than you. But you're trying to handle it to yourself. But you don't realize that you're trying to handle it. But you need to give it to the Lord. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians. Five, sixteen. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. But this is God's will for your 
in Christ Jesus. Listen to what I said. Look what the scripture says. I didn't say it, the scripture said it. It said rejoice. Now, we may not get a whole lot of scriptures, but what one we get, I'm going to give you enough to make a plate anyway and make a meal. You might not get for two weeks this afternoon with three vegetables. Is that all right? I already gave you some vegetables. I hope you're eating them. Amen. Oh, my wife always tells me I need some greens. I don't get some greens now. Amen. Rejoice always. Listen, how are you going to rejoice always? You ain't got no joy. you got to keep your joy in order to rejoice always. That means always. I don't care what happens. I don't care. Do you not know we done broke that, that verse so many times? We done come so short of that verse. We do not do what God tells us to do. The first thing we do is, is allow it gets what? It gets our attitude. It gets our personality, then it gets our behavior. Amen? Then it gets our action. And now we act out our character because we didn't do what the Lord said. No, you're not rejoicing because of what they've done. You're rejoicing because God's going to fix it. Huh? you you going to rejoice because God ain't going to let them get away with it. You belong to God. And the circumstances that come in your life may not always be what people are doing. It may be some sickness. It may be your bills. It may be your job. It may be your financial situation. It may be your children. But rejoice and say, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. And then he said, after you rejoice, pray. Pray. Don't pray that they die. Don't pray that they have a heart attack. Don't pray that they have a stroke. Don't pray that a car back into them. That ain't the prayer you're talking about. But pray that, God, you got it. God, I give it to you, Lord, because you're bigger than all my circumstances. You're bigger than all my fears. You're bigger than all my hurt. You're bigger than all my disappointment, God. And I don't try to fix it, Lord, and I ain't big enough. But, Lord, take this thing into your hand and fix it, God. Work it out, God, according to your will. God, I'm not even big enough to tell you how to work it out. I done messed it up. I'm going to tell you how to work it out, but I done messed it up. But take this thing into your hand, God, and fix it. And I declare God to fix it. I got 42 years of experience to tell you that God will fix it. God ain't no lying, God. Oh, let God be the truth and let a man be a liar. If you in the right standing with God, and if you pray and God don't fix it, you call me. Amen. Because God ain't no lying, God. God ain't going to let you there. God ain't going to fear you. But see, when you lose your joy, you lose your confidence. And the Bible says, do not lose your confidence that you have in God because he has a great recompense of reward. Uh, your confidence will carry you a long way. But how your confidence going to carry you a long way when you have lost your joy? So, so that's what it means, rejoice. It means keep your joy. Always keep your joy. So what you lost your home? So what the people in your car? So what you out on the street? So what? Keep your joy. Know that God's going to work it out. You see what I'm saying? Know that God's going to fix it. You can't give up. You can't quit. You got to hold on to your joy. Oh, my, 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 my. Wow. This is getting good to me. Romans 12 and 12. Be joyful in hope. Patient and afflicted, faithful in prayer. Oh, we're right back. God got this to mix with the third verse. Amen. I said, I may not give you a whole lot of verses, but I'm going to give you these. Be joyful in hope. Now, how are you going to be joyful if you ain't got no joy? You got the hope that God's going to fix it. You got a hope that God's going to work it out. You got a hope that God's going to bring you out. You got a hope God's going to shake out your children. You gotta hope God gonna shake out your husband and your wife. You gotta have this hope that God gonna shake out that that, that that supervisor. You gotta have hope that God is gonna bring you from this affliction. Amen. This thing that you're going through that is bigger than you. 
because you feel sick. If you need a walking stick, get the walking stick. If you need a wheelchair, get the wheelchair. If you need a roller chair, get a roller chair. Quit trying to act all proud that when nobody knows that you you can't walk. And here you you trying to walk on a leg you can't walk on because you want nobody to think that you shouldn't walk because you the apostle or you the prophet or you the evangelist or you the pastor of the church. Baby, if your condition puts you in a wheelchair, then that's what you're going to be until God bring you out. But be patient. Be patient. Huh? You think any guy justified the bed because he was his guy, he the king, and he tried to get up out the bed, and, and he called he a king? No, he lay right there in that bed. He couldn't get up because his sickness was under death. But he prayed, patiently waited and prayed. He the didn't try to put on a thing. He was a king, true, but he patiently waited for God in his affliction. And the Bible said he prayed. And God made the prophet turn around and go back and tell Hezekiah, I give you 15 more years. If you pray right, then what an old folks used to sing a song. If you pray right, hell will belong to you. If you pray right, God will give you back your joy. Uh-huh. And then tell the Lord to help you quit focusing on them things that stole your joy. Don't get your joy back, then go back to them things that, that, that caused you to lose your joy. Stay focused. Stay focused and keep your eyes on the Lord. Because he's sitting about to tell somebody, so there's stuff coming in the land now, and you ain't going to be able to, to overcome it. You're not going to be able to be victorious over it if you don't keep your joy. Psalms 94 and 19, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. Wow. Listen to that song. When anxiety, y'all know what anxiety, anxiety, depression, oh, oh man, discouragement. Oh, my, I mean, that's just pure joy-taking stuff. He said, when anxiety was great within me. See, you could have anxiety and you ain't still have joy. He said, your consolation, in other words, knowing that, knowing that, 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 that consolation means like a counsel. It's like, it's like a comfort. It's like knowing that God is going to, is going to bring you through it. He's not going to leave you in it by yourself. He's going to console you. He's going to comfort you. He's going to counsel you. He's going to instruct you. He's going to cover you and keep you. And your consolation brought me joy. Knowing that, that, knowing this, even in my anxiety, knowing that God was on my side, knowing that God had my back, that right there gave me joy. Y'all feel what I'm saying? Oh, my God, my God. Wow. Psalm 118 and 24. The Lord had done it. The Lord had done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. If you can't think about what God did today, think about what he did the other day. What did he do the other day? Go back and get some joy from what he did the other day. So some people joy based on what he do day by day. Then when something don't happen today, they ain't got no joy because they forgot about what he did yesterday. Do you not know what the songwriter said? If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, do you not know it was God on your side yesterday? It was God that brought you to the day. He's going to be one day to tomorrow. So you got to you got to know that the Lord has done this thing. God done it yesterday. He'll do it again today. Huh? And you can be glad and you can keep your joy. God is the one who woke you up this morning. You didn't wake yourself up this morning. God woke you up this morning. Do you hear me? So hold on to your joy. Habakkuk, I love Habakkuk. This verse, I love it. I love this. Listen to this. Habakkuk 17 and 18. Listen. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vine, but the olive crop fell, and the field produced no food. Though there, there, there are no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in the stall, 
Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. You can't let your joy be based on everything working in your favor. Food on your table, clothes on your back, money in the bank, children acting right, urban acting right, wife acting right, everything in the stock market acting right, the Dow Jones acting right. You're happy now. But just as soon as it crash, just as soon as the Dow Jones crash, just as soon as the children say something ugly, just as soon as your husband say something ugly, just as soon as they say they're going to lay you off on your job, now your joy gone. Ask yourself a question. Is that where your joy was in the first place? We say our joy is in God, but as soon as circumstances start happening, then we find out that our joy was not in God. Do you know what the scripture says? The scripture that he that thinks in the day of adversity, his strength is weak. He that thinks in the, in the day of adversity got weak joy. Your joy is very weak. Because if your joy had been strong, you wouldn't have faint in the day of adversity. The day of adversity is going to come to all our house. I don't care who you are. It came to Jesus' house. It's going to come to your house. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, if it did it to me, they're going to do it to you. And I'm a green tree and you a dry tree. So what makes you think you're going to get away with it when you a dry tree and I'm a green tree? What Jesus went through, amen, you're going to go through too. You ain't going to go through what he went through, but you're going to go through. Amen. So make sure that you have prepared yourself. He said in the day of adversity, he said, you'll shit and you faint. Now, if you don't faint, you got great joy, you got great strength. But if you faint, then you're showing that you don't have great joy and you don't have great strength. Wow, this is good to me. Uh, he said, listen, he said, so the fig tree, fig tree ain't got no figs. Uh, and the grapes ain't got no grapes. And the olives ain't got no olives. And the field ain't got no corn, no bean, no 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 hay, no barley in it. Uh, it ain't even no sheep in the pen. All the sheep gone and all the cattle's gone. Ain't no cattle in the stall. He said, I'm not going to look at those things, but I'm going to look at the hill which come in my hill. You know, all my hell come from the Lord. That's why Job picked it up and said, I brought nothing in this world. I'll tie, I'll shake, and I'll take nothing out. Uh, the Lord give it. And the Lord take it away. Psalm 16 and 11. This is getting good to me, y'all. I'm about to overrun your plate. You might have to put, put some sideboards on it because we're going to run over now. You may known to me to pass a life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasure at your right hand. Uh-huh. And joy forevermore. Do you hear what I'm saying? Listen, you make me this. You, you make me know. God will make you know the path. That's what he wants you to do. Keep your joy. God is the one that's going to show you the path of life. You're trying to make your own path. That's why you keep losing your joy. That's why you keep failing. That's why you keep coming short. That's why things keep not working in your favor. So you're trying to make your path. You ain't supposed to make your path. Did you not hear what Abaka said? Abaka said that. He said, what, he, what, what, did, what did the scripture say? The scripture said, I know my thoughts concerning you. Abaka already told you don't give up, though you ain't got nothing, though it look like you lost everything. But the scripture said, I know my thoughts concerning you. Thoughts are good and not evil. Thoughts will bring you into a to, to a, in a pleasant end, to an abundant end. Uh-huh. Bring you to a successful end. God will bring you to a successful end. He already planned your end. He already knows the end of the story. He want to bring you to an abundant end. Make known the path of life. He will fill you with joy. Uh-huh. You will be filled with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasure at his right hand. In God's presence, in his presence is joy. 
God wants you happy. God wants you happy. He's tired of you being sad. Tired of giving you joy something come along and steal it. Isaiah 61 and 10, I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God. For he has clothed me with, with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. As a bridegroom adorned his head like a priest, as a bride adorned herself with her joy. Look what God does for us, y'all. If nothing else, look what he done. He gave you salvation. He saved you from the curse. He saved you from that alcohol. If you were saved out in the world, the drugs would have killed you. That alcohol would have killed you. That club would have killed you. The things that you were on after while you were at the club, the people that you were hanging would have killed you. But God saved you. He gave you righteousness. He gave you salvation. He gave you the right to the true life to be called sons and daughters. Ain't that enough to be full of joy? Ain't that enough? See, when the disciples came, they called happy because they had went out and cast out demons. Jesus had gave them the authority. And go out and cast out demons and go out and pray for the sick and all that. I think they stayed gone like about 40 days. And when they came back, they came back talking about how did the demons left out the people screaming. And they were so excited. They had that power to cast out demons. But Jesus said, Rejoice not that you have power to cast out demons, but rejoice because your name been written in the Lamb Book of Life. I come out of your character. Don't get caught up in your gift. Don't get caught up in your talent. Don't get caught up in your anointing. Don't, don't get caught up in the ability to speak well. Uh-huh. Do an escalate. Don't get caught up in that because that's not going to carry you to heaven. Salvation is going to take you to heaven. Rejoice that you've been born again. Rejoice that you've been, you've been bought with a prize. Rejoice that you've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. Uh, rejoice because you have been adopted into the royal family and be called sons and daughters and be proud to call him our father and he's proud to call us son. Oh, my God, my God. Mary Peter 1, 8 and 9. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with expressionable and glorious joy. Joy for you are receiving the end result of your faith. The salvation of your soul. What are you trying to say? We never seen Jesus, but I got joy that he's he up in heaven. I ain't never seen Jesus, but I know he is up there. So he's the only one who could have changed me. He could have only one who gave me this new new life. He could have only one that make me feel like I feel now. Huh? He's the only one that could, could created in me what been created in me. Oh yes, he's up there. He told Peter, he told he told Thomas, Thomas. You believe because you see. But blessed is the day that believe and don't see. I ain't never seen the Lord. But full of with joy, I believe. With joy, I'm happy. Where Peter 89 or John 16 and 24, until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will see. And your joy will be complete. Listen, who's going to get joy from every I'm going to love the Lord anyway if he don't 
answer my prayer. He promised me that he would answer my prayer. So that gives me joy when he answers my prayer. You go, oh, I just do it. And don't, I ain't looking for nothing in return. It ain't got nothing to do with what you're looking for. God promised you if you serve him, he's going to bless you. He wants you to have joy. He wants your joy to be complete. He don't want you to have a little joy. He wants you to have a lot of joy. He said joy unspeakable. This joy is so great that no matter what happened to you, no matter what come in your life, this joy will wash it away. This joy will take hold of it and destroy it. John 15 and 11, I have told you this so that your joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Jesus had told his disciples and stuff, and he said, but I told you this, that your joy will remain in you. See, when people get to ride on you, your joy ought to remain in you. When people get to talking about you, your joy ought to remain on you. When people hang your name on the signboard, your joy ought to remain in you. You go to your job and they tell you you fired now or you ain't got no more job, your joy, you, your joy should remain in you. If your joy is being left at that job because you lost that job, then that job might have been your joy. See, sometimes God will take things away from us. Sometimes God will test us. Sometimes God will see is our joy in our job or is our joy in him. Is I join our husband, our wife, or is I join him? Is I join our children, I join him. Uh-huh. Yeah, sometimes God will let them little sweet things, them little, 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 little uh, 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 raisins, them little plums, them little honorberry that round about that table that you love so much that you wouldn't think that would, would say this or say that. Sometimes God will allow them to, 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 to hurt your heart, to let you know that he's the one. He's the one, not them. He's the one that you should have joy in. Not in all your children, not all in your husband and your wife, not in your job and your friends. Sometimes you let your friend hurt your feelings so you would know. So I didn't think she would do that. God said, yes, because you loved her and had more joy for her than you did for me. You laugh, you laugh with her, but you ain't laugh with me. You rejoice with her, but you ain't rejoice with me. You laugh with her the other day that you fell out on the floor. You almost passed out laughing. But one time, when, when have you passed out uh, with me, said the Lord? When, when have you been so happy with me in the spirit, so happy with me in church? You go to church and you fall asleep. Some of us fall asleep for service is over with and don't even know what went on in the service. We don't we don't, we don't, don't pay no no, no time in the service enough to get no joy. And God says, you, you give all your joy to the world. You give all the joy to the material things you do. And, and, then, and, then, and then you give me that leftover. Huh? Hello? God wants you to let his joy remain in you. You hear me? Let it remain in you. Amen. This is getting good to me, getting good to me, getting good to me. Let it go a little further because it's getting good. Second Corinthians 12 and 10. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and in, in, in insult and hardship and persecution and, and difficulties. But when I'm weak, then am I strong. See, that's what you can say when you got joy. When you got joy, you can say that. See, because God wants her to quit letting our circumstances
know, we should not live so that people are blaspheme God and seek other God because we came short of his glory. Huh? Keep that joy. When you walk out that door, put joy on your face. And if people pass by you and you look like you, 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 you don't lost, lost everything you got, you keep that joy. Put a smile on your face. Speak to somebody when you pass. Say hello. How you doing? Make the devil lie. You like the woman across the street who, who the neighbor kept picking at her. The neighbor kept picking at her because she knew she was a Christian, and she kept picking at her. And, and, and talking about what your God, she knew the lady was going through. Talking about your God going to do this and your God going to do that. So the lady was out on the day on the, on the porch, on her porch, praying one day for her grocery had got low. She was praying for God to, 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 to you know, to steal her some groceries. She didn't know the neighbor would listen. She didn't go out there for a show, but that's where she goes and pray. But the neighbor heard her. So the neighbor went to the store and bought her a hundred fifty dollars worth of groceries and, and went over and slipped and put it on her porch. And then went back and sat on her porch and see how the lady going to act. So the lady comes out the house. She goes out and get the groceries with joy, tears in her eyes, blessing the Lord, and, and, and so happy. And said, oh, God, I thank you for this groceries. You're so mighty. You're so opposite. Who is laughing to the Lord? And the neighbor went laughing and come out. God didn't put that, that growth on your, on, on your porch. I put that growth on your porch. And then the lady said, God, I thank you. I praise you. I, re, I, I rejoice and I give you praise for you the devil to bring me some groceries. It don't matter how it comes, baby. It's God bringing you rejoice. Don't let the devil steal your joy. The lady thought she was doing something other because she said, I bought that grocery. God didn't do it. He said, thank you, God, for letting the devil bring me some groceries. Hey, sometimes God will use the devil. He said that he, he, he said he heap up for the rich, for the wicked and gives him the righteous. Did he say that? Amen. Psalm 15 and 23. Go with me, so I'm excited about this. This is coming to a close, God, but it is all good. Psalm 15 and 23. A person finds joy in giving and apply, and how good it is a timely word. If you want joy, more joy, learn how to give. Quit being so stingy. So you, I pay my tithe. That's all the Lord requires. Your attitude is wrong in the first place. God's been good to you. He brought you from a long way. You got thousands and thousands and ten thousand dollars in the bank. Some of you wealthy, some of you living in, 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 in a quarter of a million dollar home. Some of you living in a half a million dollar home. Some of you living in a million dollar home. Some of you got got a hundred thousand dollar cars. You got I pay my tithe, it's all God asked for. Do you not know God asked for more than that? Because God been good to you. He brought you from a long way. If it had not been for the Lord who was on your side, if it had not been God who made you rich, God made you wealthy. Huh? God brought you into a wealthy place. It was God that did it. The Bible says not only your tithe, but offering too. And not only that, you should give out of compassion. But the Bible says you see your brother in need and close your heart of compassion. I dwell the love of God in you. You want more joy? The, the, the Bible says it's better to give than receive. You get joy when you give. And don't give for, for somebody to say, look what you did. Give it privately. Give it secretly. Give it and don't tell nobody that you did it. Now the current of you. God will blow your mind. God will fill you with joy. Yet you will be amazed of. Romans 12 and 15, rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Find you somebody who got joy in them and rejoice with them. Laugh with them. Go find you a friend that got joy and laugh with them. Romans 15 and 13, so that I may come to you with joy by God's will, and in your company be refreshed. Paul was talking to the Romans. He said that I might come to you with joy. I don't want to come to you sad, get them, find out you 
about living that Christian life, you're living slanders. He said, Paul said, I got joy for y'all. And when I come, I want to come with joy. Psalm 119, 111, your status, listen, I'm going to close out with this one. Psalm 119 and 111, your stature are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. This is where joy truly comes from, is the God word. Make God's word part of your life. Be proud of God's word. Uh, respect God's word. Allow God's word to change you. And if you do, it'll bring you joy. I didn't know there was such joy as this. I thought smoking marijuana was joy. I thought running them needles up my vein was joy. And I've been to cloud nine. But honey, I didn't know there was a cloud beyond that cloud. God takes you to a cloud of hunter, a hundred and ten. Honey, the joy God gave me is greater than any marijuana. With the joy I got, I can't go back. This joy is far greater. I didn't know that you could feel like this. I didn't know that a person could feel this way without doing drugs, without doing alcohol. Without running needles up your vein. And when I ran the needles up my vein with that cocaine, I'm going to tell you what, it was another world. I did not know. But God didn't let me get hooked. Do you not know that? God wouldn't let me get hooked. See, God knew that I would be an addict. He knew if I got hooked, I would be an addict. And you know what? God took the effect out of it. He let it make me feel good. Ah, Tabo Boche. He let it make me feel good, but he let it hook me. He, he did, I didn't get hooked on it. That's what God would do for you. Because he had a greater joy for me than that joy. So we certainly thank God because he's just good right by himself. Precious Father, we thank you for talking about joy this evening. And God, I hope that somebody will bless by this message. You said your word will not go out and come back void, but it will accomplish what you send it out to do. And I pray, God, that from the top to the bottom, from the apostle to the least one in the kingdom. For you say the least is as greater as, as, as John the Baptist. So the least is as greater as the apostle. You have no respectable person. This, 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 this message was not for no respectable person or one individual. This message was for to me, God, who, who spoke it, and everybody else said it's listening. And I pray that it don't fall on deaf ears. But I pray that this message this do not offend nobody, but rather convince somebody and cause them to see themselves and that they are tabobosha and that they would apply oh I feel your anointing God and that they would apply somebody getting joy right now. Shata E Condidioboshe Shata Bobo Somebody E Tabobobose Somebody getting joy right now said the Lord God is storing somebody's joy God is putting some brokenness I feel an anointing running all over me somebody ah say somebody my God I hope you call me this thing is awesome I feel this thing ain't got time to talk about it but hallelujah call me call me call me call me call me Amen my God six five eight five two zero six Six five eight five two nine one oh area code. Call me and tell me about that joy you just received. Somebody receiving a supernatural joy. Somebody receiving a joy in their marriage. So, so a husband and wife receiving a joy in their marriage. In the name of feeling, oh, a, a, a special anointing. God said a special restoration joy in the marriage. God is bringing the marriage back together. God is bringing, God is putting the former thing behind. And God is putting broken pieces back together. Somebody could get some joy with their children. Your child fit to call you. Call me. Tell me about it. Your child fit to call you. This child that ain't spoken in a long time. This child that will mean to you, reject you. So they ain't going 
gonna never speak to you no more. Uh huh. Get your joy back. Don't worry about it. See what happened? You've been worried about it so much that God can't fix it. Don't worry about it no more. Don't let them make you lose no more sleep. It ain't nothing that you did. You did the best you know how, but the devil got in it. So you don't worry about it no more. You put your trust in the Lord, and God will give you back the joy. God restored joy all over the radio world, God. Every listener, everybody that is listening to me, God, over every country, every state, every city, every town, every ear that this word fall upon. Restore God. Restore supernatural joy. You say, this joy, the world can't take it away. Do it, God. Do it, and thy name shall be praised. The glory, the honor shall be thine. God, touch the apostle, Margie, God. Touch your God for allowing me and many others, God, to come on the radio station, God, to be able to share. I could not do this if you had not used her, if you had not opened up the door for her, for her to open up the door for me. I could not be ministered this afternoon. So I count it a privilege. I count it an honor. Bless her, God. See her through all her situations in the name of Jesus. I bind up the hand of the enemy that come against her in any way, God. All her enemy, all her outlaws, all, all, all her foes, all those that desire to jealous of her, desire to, that she go down, desire she be destroyed, desire she not be the woman of God you call her to be. I bind them up now in the name of Jesus, and I come against them, God, and all the forces of darkness. You bless this station. Bless her minutes. Let it expand even grow. Even though it looks like it's big, even make it grow exceedingly abundantly above what she can ask for thing. Do it for her, Lord. Heal her from all minds of sickness and disease. Strengthen her body, God. Strengthen her mind. Strengthen her spirit, Lord. Do it for her in the name of Jesus. And all the glory, honor, and the praise shall be thine. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I say again to the rest of your world, God Yo, joy. Don't let that devil take your joy no more. Make it up in your mind that when this radio broadcast is over, that you're going to put a lid on your joy. Somebody may call you. Somebody may try to get on the Internet, Facebook, say something. God, your joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.